Hey, this is Steve with On The Vertigo, and you are listening or watching On The Vertigo Show. I'm your host, Steve, from On The Vertigo, and I am along with my co-host from Charleston, South Carolina, the one, the only, she'll bite, but it won't hurt, Adrian Smith. Say hi, Adrian. Hi, how's everybody doing? So good to see you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Especially with our host today. Yay! <laughs> it's like that's so weird. Okay, and our director producer, as always, DJ Dizzy D. Say hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Um, don't have sound effects today because I am holed up in a study room in a library in Sarasota. But I did want to do one thing uh, this morning. I went to see. Dr. Kelly Breeze at Hearing Aids of Sarasota, and she was incredibly passionate about the Meniere's community. She's mainly working in hearing aids, um, but she knows it all. She knows Meniere's. I had a discussion with her just like I would have with you guys, um, and she is in the Florida Healthcare News. And there's a good article about tinnitus. Nice. Anybody that's in Florida, if you're in the Sarasota area and you're looking for somebody, a doctor that knows what they're talking about, go see Dr. Kelly Breeze at Hearing Aids of Sarasota. There we go. Now, that's great because a lot of times um, I'll be asked quite often, you know, who's the doctor you go see? Or do you know of a good doctor in Chicago or Dallas or L.A.? because it's so hard to find a doctor that actually gets the whole picture, you know? And so. we, and we talked about that today quite a bit, as I asked her if she, if people with Meniere's wander in and tell her that nobody else has been able to understand in the medical community, what's happening. And she said all the time. So well, I'm glad I, she's out there then because that's, that's really important. Really important. So Okay, thanks for that, though, Dave, and thanks for taking the time to go see her. Hopefully, maybe we'll have her on the show sometime. I think that'd be great. Okay, now, for today's show, we have a special guest. That uh, One of the odd things about this guest is that all four of us here have met in person, which is a very big rarity in the Meniere's community. So to meet someone with Meniere's, very odd. And but at the same time, it's super cool when you do, because to look in someone's eyes that has Meniere's and realize that, that they feel in their head the same way that you feel in your head there, there's no words for that. So it's it was really cool. So the one, the only also Lisa Thompson from Fort Wayne, Indiana is with us. Yeah. Hello. And Millie, I told you she'd show up. <laughs> yep. And she's got her cat on her lap. Yeah, for now. <laughs> so Lisa, tell us a little bit about your battle with Meniere's. Talk about whatever you want to as far as telling us who you are. I'm, gl I'm glad you put some parameters on that. Um, well, let's see. Um, my first vertigo attack, and I think I shared this with you both when we were in Florida, was like in 2004. And I woke up out of a dead sleep and was just spinning. I was married at the time. I woke up my husband and said, something is really wrong with me. And um, we stumbled down the hall to the bathroom. And of course, everyone with Meniere's knows what happens. And uh, so I was pretty sick. And so he called our doctor and he said, go to the all night pharmacy, get her Dramamine and Benadryl. And he said, are pupils the same size? Yes. Okay. He said, she's probably having an allergic reaction. And that I remember feeling a little weird for about two or three days. And then for 15 years, nothing else, nothing. Wow. And Oh yeah. I just did my thing, you know, um, taught yoga, you know, flew all kinds of places, went on roller coasters, did, you know, all the things, boating. And, um, then it happened again. And I was like, well, you know, this happened a long time ago, you know, well, then it started happening more and more and more. And, you know, I do my epley maneuver and everything. And sometimes that would work. 
and sometimes it didn't. But then the last attack I had, I had at work. And I remember that day having a really hard time hearing people on the phone. And I started feeling like I was kind of underwater. Yep. Just and and I remember standing up in the sales pit and one of my coworkers looked at me and said, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not. And I kind of bounced off the cubicles and walked out. Um, and they ended up, long story short, they ended up sending me to the hospital in an ambulance that day because they, you know, they were saying, you know, how many fingers, stick out your tongue, smile, because they thought I was having a stroke too. Um, and so then... I ignored it. And that was in 2019. I ignored it. And in 2020, I was out running and I had the earbuds in and my right one fell out and I realized I could hardly hear anything in my left earbud. And I'm like, oh, great. Now I got to get new earbuds, switch sides. And I could hear it just fine. So I thought, okay, I might, something's wrong over here. Ignored it. <laughs> Then the ringing started, not too long after that. Um, and I remember before, even before that, I would say to my friends sometimes, do you, can you guys hear your pulse in your ear? Mm. And they'd look at me like I was from Mars. And I'm like, okay, must just be me, you know? Um, but then the ringing started, the whooshing started, all that. And so finally I said, okay, I need to figure this out. Went, got a hearing test, had the classic pattern of Meniere's. Um, I did not do all the dizzy testing. I, my, my doctor was like, you know what? You are checking all the boxes. Yeah. Why go through all that just to go, yep, you're dizzy. Yep, you're losing your hearing. Yep, you know. So sometimes I feel like I kind of want to do that though. Um, no, you don't. Because no, I don't. Because my sister, my sister had her first trip to the uh, vestibular therapist for that a couple of weeks ago. So, and my dad had vertigo. I remember my dad talking about vertigo when he was 40 or 50 years old. When I was living at home, there was always ginger snaps, you know, and all the things. And he'd say, I got the vertigo today you know, and all that. And, uh, you know, yet they say, mm, it's not hereditary. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's an argument I'm, that I'm, it, I, I'm on the, I'm on the shelf with because a lot of people have relatives that have had vertigo or Meniere's for sure. But then a lot of people like me, there's nothing in my family history, you know, at all about anybody having anything like what I have. Except right. for family members, they're like, yeah, I, I have ringing in my ear and I'm dizzy all the time. And it's, no, you're not, not like this because I know you and you're not like this. So, you know, that just goes back to the, you know, people think they understand what's wrong with us and they understand how we feel and how we fight through our days, but they don't know shit, you know, so. Right. It's, it's different. It's different, but I, I, can, I can believe that, that sometimes it can be hereditary obviously everything well you know and the way i think about it is if if we can inherit you know the shape of our eyes or the shape of our nose or something like that or the shape of our feet or whatever why can't we inherit the shape of our endolymphatic sacs in our ears you know i mean why not it's just something that isn't seen on the outside what do you say what what kind of sacs Endo, those endolymphatic sacs. Here we go. I can see Adrian lighten up at that. Somebody I, said sack. Sacks are hereditary. My son's a man. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, what do you, do you still work, Lisa? What do I do for work? Yeah, um, you, hardly you any. No, I sell, <laughs> I sell broadcast advertising. Um, yeah, I've been doing that for about five years. Um, prior to that, I sold print advertising. What is it? What is the chance of a free on the vertigo ad over the radio? Well, I'm still waiting for some other PSAs that I've turned in to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. To, yeah. No, you're well, yeah. What? Where she used their day was she sells. 
<laughs> doesn't give it away. Um, but you know, you never know. I mean, depending on kind of how I develop this and where this goes here um, for me and my community, I may end up buying some airtime for something I do at some point. I'm, I am totally messing around. I'm totally messing around. We shall see. Yeah, we do. We do, you know, public service announcements, but, you know, they're usually a lot of times they run at, you know, 312 in the morning on a Thursday. You know, that really, kind of thing. Know. It sucks that we are a public service announcement. That just sucks. It's not like we're a cool car commercial or something. It's us three, Adrian, Lisa, and me. We're just like that, you know, your brain on drugs with a, <laughs> and a frying pan. You know, we're just a sad sack of people here. So, all right. I got to, I got to throw in something. I got to throw in something about Stranger Things since we've been talking about that a little bit. And I don't know who's been watching it, but. <laughs> If anybody's been watching Stranger Things, and then this is a spoiler alert, so turn off your computer if you don't want it, but they found out that you can get away from the monster by listening to your favorite song. Now, why wouldn't they make a public service announcement to the whole city of Hawkins? Like, even after that, people were still getting killed. But if you make a public service announcement to all of Hawkins, that if you listen to your favorite song, you won't get killed by the monster, but they didn't do that. I don't know why. Dave, that shows fiction. Makes no ah, sense well. to me. I'm not a watcher. <laughs> I'm not a watcher either, Adrian. And I'm just like, okay, well, good Whatever, job. man. Steve knows <laughs> what I'm talking about, at least. It. I started watching it, and then I I'm, I, moved on to some scary other things, things <laughs> instead. Some scarier things? No, <laughs> no. Things like working moms and Oh, um, some other binge great British baking show. One of my oh, favorites. Love that. Oh, I oh, love that. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah. That was right, a big right. COVID binge for me. That was a yeah. big, COVID. a lot of our, um, Meneers worldwide people in England watch that. Great British, yeah. British. No, great. Paul British Hollywood, Paul Hollywood, man. I bought his cookbook. Ask me, ask me if I baked anything in it. No. Have I looked at the pictures? Oh yeah. Yeah, I would oh, taste test tough, anything. Man. Those judges are tough. <laughs> All right, I got a I got a question for Lisa that's serious, kind of. I okay. want to know, Lisa, since we go way back, we go way back all the way to April. What was your first impressions of the On the Vertigo Circus once you got in the middle of it? And I... tell us everything that you thought about Adrian. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay. The, the, I actually, truthfully, um, because I had watched a lot of your Instagram posts from um, the various rides and, you know, had texted back and forth a little bit with Steve and, you know, over Instagram and whatnot. Um, and me. And I me. wasn't completely surprised. <laughs> at the sheer vibe um and the on the vertigo vibe there um it's good to know there is a vibe there absolutely is a vibe and also i was really taken by um just the welcoming spirit of the whole thing i mean everybody there your extended family um the neighborhood people that were there volunteering and everybody that was participating in the golf tournament just the whole um atmosphere of you know camaraderie and meeting new people and learning about one another was great um and adrian the first thing that it was crazy because I had noticed Steve's hat and I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And he's like, yeah, we got these from Adrian and, um, you know, from, um, Meniere's worldwide. And I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. And the next thing I know somebody, I don't think it was you, Adrian. It was somebody else was bringing, was it you? It was me. A hat. Yes. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Thank you. So yeah. So it was great to meet everybody. And then um, the, the after event that really haven't been made public and probably never will that yeah, after party that is legendary. Let me just say, 
it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun um, getting to know, continuing to get to know people. Because once you hit the golf course, you know, everybody's off in their own different directions and everything. But um, sitting around and talking, and especially for me, that was the first time I'd ever met other people with Meniere's disease. So mm. sitting around sharing the stories of, okay, does this ever happen? Okay, have you ever, has it, okay, you know, and the the rest of the people in the room were kind of like, okay, whatever, let's watch the masters, you know, because <laughs> we were having our little secret club, you know. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to chime in one minute. Um, the hats actually came from Steve and Dave's cousins, and he had just given me a couple and had oh. said when Lisa and um, who else was it? And they said, when they Angela. come in, you make sure they get a Angela. hat. Angela, yeah. So oh, I just, okay. I got to say, um, you know, we always just real quick, we always talk about the brain fog. And so for the last week or so, I kept saying to um, Steve and Dave, I'm like, Lisa, Lisa, how do I know this Lisa? If y'all <laughs> know they remember that. And then, you know, it hit me. And I'm, so I'm going through my notebook today. Oh, no way. Whoa, no way. You Adrian had has my Lisa's card. card as her card from the golf tournament where we oh put Meniere's Warriors on cards for all the golfers. <laughs> so I'll That's message awesome. you and get your address and get this in the mail to you. I thought, is that a classic brain fog or what? And here I have this card. It's like what that the is so cosmic that you have my card. That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. 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 So I say, I say, flippy one, flippy two, spinny, spinny, spinny to the gods, kapow, nailed it. There you go. <laughs> so Lisa, I remember at that at the golf tournament <laughs> that night when the whole party was going on around us, me and you sat on the couch for about 20 minutes and had a very serious conversation while all the shenanigans were going around. And uh, we both ended up in tears. We were just like, many bonded. times. We bonded so quickly over this that. <laughs> Was, yeah. And then laughing um, and then crying and then laughing. And then, uh, you know, and then saying, is this ever happening? And then the other person going, yeah, no, I think that is just unique to you. Mm. <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, it was really, really. And for me personally, um, yeah. I mean, when I walked in the door, uh, Mr. Steve Schwer, the very first person with Meniere's I'd ever met in person. And I'm really glad it was you. Um, because I had read your book right around the time that I was diagnosed and was I was like, what book was that? That would be on the vertigo one <laughs> sick man's journey to make a difference by Steve Available and Dave on Schreer. Amazon. <laughs> and yes. Yes. You can buy yeah, it I at can, an Amazon near anybody, you. Does anybody have a copy to hold up? Mine's in the other room. I can go grab it, but I know, gave but, mine away this morning. Did you? To the doctor. doctor. Doctor, doctor. The doctor. Oh, you gave it to the doctor. Dr. Breeze. Nice. Nice. So I was reading your blog and um, not just recently, I read this months ago that that flight to Florida for the golf trip was the first time you'd flown since you were fully diagnosed and you had some reservations about that. I did. I did. I, First of all, I appreciate that for one, that you took the chance to fly to Florida from Indiana just to be at the golf tournament. But um, after reading your blog, you struggled a little bit though with travel. Like once, you know, that, that wasn't like you were just like, oh, I'll just hop on a plane. It's like something that you have to actually prepare yourself for mentally and physically. I did. And there's part of my brain going, okay, you know, you've traveled every year, you know, it's fine. It's fine. You know, your first attack, even though you didn't know what it was, was in 2004, you know, mm -hmm. then you had some more in 2019, you kept ignoring it. So you've been traveling. You're fine. You're fine. Um, mm -hmm. But then the, I was going, yeah, but what if I'm not fine? <laughs> what if I'm, you know, if something happens on the plane? When the anxiety you know, telling you what's going to be the worst case scenario and you convince yourself that that's what it's going to be. Yeah. And then you kind of go, okay, I've thought about it. And so it's not going to happen <laughs> because I've thought about it. You know, worst case scenario, that's not going to happen now. But I thought that 
the worst thing I could possibly imagine would either be sitting there on that airplane seat, full-blown vertigo, you know, the really, you know, with the bag and the things, or, you know, being in those awful little teeny bathrooms, knowing there's 50 people lined up waiting to get in there and you're just, you know, ugh. so, but it was all good. I will say though, that I did the, um, what were they called? Earplanes? Oh the yeah. Earplugs with the holes um, on the way down. I didn't like them at all. Yeah. They made my ears kind of hurt more and feel funky. So on the way home, I didn't use any earplugs. Yeah, I, th that's the worst part about the flying. I put in just an earplug in my left ear, just a, a regular one, like a construction one you squeeze tight and then it grows in your ear and blocks it. But still right. just the hum of the engine just is annoying. It's just more, you know, and it makes my tinnitus even sound worse. So I just put up with it when I fly, but I try not to have to fly. But how I do actually you, quite a bit. How do you do with flying, Adrian? What's your experience? Same thing. I use um, just regular earplugs. I take a Xanax and uh, it's a three or four hour flight, flight, an hour nap, an hour movie, and you're there. Yeah. But well, always, always take medication. Yeah. And a, a lot of people that, you know, not Meniere's, they'll take a little something to kind of snooze or take a little edge, anxiety edge off. Honestly, I have noticed too that I actually find a little relief from, except when I was wearing those earplugs. So I, once I quit doing that, um, a little relief from the, ear fullness and stuff when I'm actually on a plane. Yeah. Mm. So, no, you know, perhaps I need to be a flight attendant. Oh, that'd be like, that'd be my nightmare job. It's <laughs> the last thing I'd want to do. Okay. We're going to move yeah. on to brain fog trivia. We do this. Oh, this sounds fun. No, they're not fun. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, Adrian. Fucked. <laughs> Adrian hates this part of the show, but I have regular trivial pursuit cards, so I'm not making these things up. So, Lisa, you get the first chance to answer. And okay. I'm gonna if you don't get it right, then Adrian gets a chance. And then Dave, you can swoop in at the very end and take his shot at it. So, we'll try to, we'll blast through these pretty quick. Okay. So, okay. Grand Fog trivia. How stupid are we? All right. First question. <laughs> <laughs> what two planets orbit nearer to the sun than Earth? And I'll give you a clue. It's not my anus. Which planet? Which two planets orbit the sun closer than the Earth? Mars and Venus. No. Adrian, okay. you're Let's try. Mars and Mercury. It Good try. It is Venus and Mercury. It is Venus and Mercury. You each have oh, one. Of them. <laughs> as soon as you, I forgot about little Mercury. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, she's got it. Yeah, I'm glad Please. they went first. Let me just say that. <laughs> it gave him time to Google. It gave you time to Google it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I might have said Mars actually in that if if I didn't hear you guys. If well, you know, it's all good. I'm not okay. smarter than you. I'm not claiming that. I got as much brain fog and I'm getting old, so. Okay, question two. Who did Cindy Crawford dress as for the debut cover of JFK's political magazine, George? Is this me? Yep, it's you, Lisa. You get first George shot. George Washington. You are correct. Good job. Are you keeping Lisa. score, Steve? I'm keeping score. Okay, what do and and we have we have no sound effects because I am in a library today. So sorry right. about the no sound effects. Yes. What U.S. <laughs> president committed an unpardonable sin by kissing the Queen Mother on the lips? What? Really? What? Yeah. Really? Was that a question? Yeah. What U.S. <laughs> president committed an unpardonable sin? By kissing the queen mother on the lips. Oh I think my you're supposed goodness. to kiss her hand and bow or something when you meet the queen, but wow. Oh um, it was probably 
Well, she's been alive for about 25 presidents, so it could be. I was going to say it was probably one of the George Bush presidents. I'm going to say W. All right, Adrian, give it a shot. Bill Clinton. That's a great guess. So that's a great guess, but it's wrong. Dave? <laughs> I would have thought All right. I'm, I got a joke. I got a joke one, and then I'm going to say a real one. It's probably Obama, but no. I'm going to say Ronald Reagan. It was Jimmy Carter. Oh, <laughs> what? Jimmy what? Carter? Hey, what? Wow. What? Lip smack the queen right in front of everybody. That is okay. nuts. I know. Literally. That little bit of that Southern hospitality. There you yeah. go. That was peanuts. Okay. What? This is the last one. So right now, it's Lisa has one. Dave has one. Adrian, as usual, you suck. Okay. Mm. What, what MTV twosome are known as the bad boys in Mexico? What? Are they the, like the DJs back in the day or a group? But MTV Twosome in Mexico are known as the bad boys. I no idea. Wait a minute. Are Pass. they Mexico? Is it MTV Mexico? Or are they <laughs> Mexico? They're known as the bad boys. Okay. These are past. Adrian, any guess at all? Chachi and Cheek. <laughs> no. All right, Dave, you got a guess? I'm going to say Jose and Vincent. That was a hard question. That was a hard question. It's Beavis and Butthead. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, it makes sense once you hear the answer. I, I was thinking like, we, like back in the day when they actually did DJs and stuff. Or yeah. actual Mexicans. Okay, we got a couple serious things to yeah, talk Yeah, in Mexico. Exactly. Yeah. That was okay, it for Brain Fog Trivia? That's it. Serious. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to dig a little deeper. Um, Lisa, you and I talked about this last week, I think, about I wanted to bring up the post that Bones did about how he was feeling that day, and he was kind of asking some questions on his site. So if you don't know who Bones is, his real name's Colin. He's one of the coolest people I know. He's one of my best friends, and he has a site on Instagram and Facebook called That Monster Meneers. And this guy is brilliant. He's smart. He's articulate. He's very artistic. He's a great artist. And he also makes really cool videos to help people understand what we go through with Meniere's disease. So if you haven't checked out that Monster Meniere's on Instagram or Facebook, please go and check out what he does because it's brilliant. But he brought up a topic last week about, you know, we have our good days and our bad days, blah, 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 blah. But we always have our dizzy days. That's, that's a given. Every day we're dizzy. But then we have our vertigo attacks. And that's like the worst thing that can happen. But he said he wanted some feedback. And he didn't ask me directly to ask this on the show. I just thought it'd be something we could talk about. Because mm -hmm. there's this place that, that I get to often that's not just a dizzy day. And it's not a full-blown vertigo attack. But it's a really crappy day. Like, I just feel like my head's squeezed, my ears hurt, and I just don't even want to do anything. I'm just completely immobilized, but not as far as a vertigo attack, just a really, really crappy day that this just gets ruined by Meniere's disease. So, Lisa, speak on that, and, like, how would you even describe your really bad days that aren't the vertigo attack? Because obviously, laying on the bathroom floor for hours with a vertigo attack is the worst, but there are days where I don't quite go that far, but I right. get close enough to where my day is crappy. I have, right. You've got, you know, the vertigo up here. Yeah. And then I think there's that place that Colin was talking about. Then what I call, I have days that I call my dizzy hum, where I'm just kind of like, you know, you'll turn your head and you'll go, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you can still function. I can still drive. I can still, 
But somewhere between Dizzy Hum and Vertigo, there is that place. And I think I almost have more anxiety sometimes when I'm there because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, where's this going to go? Where's it going to go? Where's it going to go? Um, is this going to turn into vertigo? I don't know. Should I go anywhere? I don't know. It, can I work? I don't know. I got all this to do when I'm stressed. Um, so I think I get more anxiety, but it is a weird feeling. It's like you said, kind of a squeezed head, ears are fuller. Um, a little more nauseous. Kind of a, it's like dizzy floaty. Yeah. It isn't spinning. It's an unsteadiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's more than the hum feeling. Yeah. And I know everybody's different and it's so hard to articulate. And it's really fun trying to explain it to an ENT. Um, but yeah, I, I get a lot more anxiety there. I don't, I tend to cancel meetings if I have any on a day like that, Mm -hmm. or I see if they can change them to a phone meeting. Um, My computer screen is not my friend on those days. Um, I have a very hard time looking at my phone. Um, And I have to, my phone gets to me you know, the scrolling and the looking I've gotten to where, you know, like when we scroll, I look away. Yeah. If I know I've got to scroll a long way, like through photos or something, I just look away and then come back to it. Um, and yeah, I don't know if I'm really articulating it very well, but it's really <clears throat> hard to articulate. What about you, Adrian? It's exactly the same. It just sounds similar. It's that in-between area. Mm-hmm. Things are foggy, unsteady. The scrolling on the phone some days is very difficult. Um, but you're not at the vertigo fullness or the room's not spinning, but it's just something isn't right. It's the foggy, filmy, okay, I, I got to push through if I got something to do. If not, I'm on the couch. There is an in-between. I think Mm -hmm. Steve and I both get what you're saying. There was, for example, a couple of weeks ago, I was, it was a gorgeous day. I'd gone out, had my run. I was doing stuff around the house and I thought, all right, I'm getting after the front porch. I'm going to clean. And, you know, I'm going along and I have this list and I'm just cruising along. I feel great about everything I'm getting done. I think I had plans that night. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, where's it going? Where's it going? And I thought, you know what? I can still move around. I'm going to keep doing this. And I'm just going to kind of hold on to stuff. And, I'm, and I wasn't spinning, but I was not stable. It was like walking. I think I said in my blog post this week, it is like walking on a floating pontoon. Mm. You know, mm. kind of that, I'm not dizzy. But I'm not steady, and it makes you feel a little woozy. Does that make sense? And um, it, 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 it does make sense. Um, um, I've actually been going to vestibular therapy um, for the past several weeks because I've had some issues. And you know how they put you on the cushion board? Yeah. Yes, the cushion thing. And um, so she had me walking, you know, toe to heel, you know, like you do if maybe if you're having a DUI test. And um, you're okay if you're on the ground, but when you're on that cushion pad, not so good. Not so good. Right. Um, so yeah, I get it. I yeah, get it. I think you touched on two things that that st- stood out for me. That's mm-hmm. when my anxiety is always at its worst because you, you're not sure if you're going to go to, I, I'm never anxious when I have vertigo because I just want to die. So I'm beyond anxiety. I don't even give a shit during a vertigo attack, I just want to ride it out. So it's not like when I'm in the midst of a real vertigo attack, I'm not anxious about anything. I just lay there and just suffer like crazy. But it's that mm-hmm. just having a dizzy day and being able to push through things that when it does kick up to that, that weird middle area, you know, that's when my anxiety is at its worst. And the other thing that you mentioned is that's when I cancel plans. You know, I had a friend text me two days ago. He's like, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. You want to go grab 
grab a drink real quick. And, and my, I, I wasn't feeling good. I was laying on the couch and just that request so, sent my anxiety through the roof. And I just had to just say, I can't go today. You know, I just, I just didn't want, that's something I just didn't want to try to push through with the way I was feeling. So I think those two things really hit with me, but yeah, there is a, there is that middle gray area that's between just our dizzy days and feeling like crap and then full vertigo. And a lot of my days are like that, you know, or half my days like that. Yeah. And it'll go away. Sometimes if I, I have found that if I, you know, and everybody's different, um, if I sit on the floor and I used to teach yoga, so I've got yoga props around here and I take a, you know, one of the bolsters, those really firm, longer pillows. And I lean that up against the wall and I lean back on it. So I'm kind of reclining at a slant, but it's very, very firm. And I'm sitting on the floor and that's very, very firm. And it hits me right here. And I lean back and just let my, and I will go to sleep like boom. And most of the time, if it's in that in between, if I, I'll wake up naturally in about 30 minutes or so, and I'm fine. And that makes me wonder, where is it originating? Yeah. Because one of the things that Colin talked about on his follow-up post was oscillopsia, which I certainly don't know enough about to talk about it, but it had to do with eyes and ears and signals to the brain. And when I am in that in-between phase, first thing that comes off is my glasses because I can't wearing my bifocals. I'm like, these got to go. Whereas other days, you know, the hum, I can keep my glasses on. It's fine. But I mean, you guys both wear glasses too. Is it? No, I, I wear them for reading and seeing up close, but these are tri-blended. So these will mess me up. Like if I get up and walk across the room because they're tri-blended. So everything does this, but um, so I don't normally wear glasses when I'm just driving or out and about but I always have reading glasses with me because I can't read anything without my reading glasses yeah mine are readers too but um Lisa I'd like to ask you um being a fellow yoga teacher of nine years um I don't teach a lot anymore however my yoga practice has really suffered because when my VM kicks I get BPPV really easily so um how has it affected your yoga practice and do you still teach I don't still teach, um, but I have found that there are days where I'm like, is this floor slanted? What is the problem? I just, and I don't feel like I'm out of balance, like I'm, but I am. Um, What I have found though, that's interesting. Now I haven't done a headstand for a long time. And I'm, I'd like to work myself back up to trying it again, seeing what happens, you know, whatever. But, um, but I do do, and there's Woodstock doing a headstand. There he goes. Hands free. He's very good. Um, What I have found, and I mentioned this to a vestibular therapist and she's like, maybe it's a reset of some kind, you know, who knows? Um, if I do oppose like a, any kind of a forward bending or something like that, I will do my, you know, my head turning stuff. Yeah. I'm upside down and it helps, but that's me. And that's certainly not medical advice or anything like right. that because everybody's different. <laughs> yeah. But I, for me. Yeah. Being, I don't do, um, a lot of forward folding things. My crystals, for some reason, I don't know that it's really bad. Uh, I can still teach. I just, it has affected my practice. Yeah. Um, But the one thing you and I both have going for us, which my vestibular therapist and yours probably as well, since we are not even, not just practicing, but we're yoga teachers. um, My balance is pretty good. You know, very good. I mean, even, um, you know, going and doing the vestibular exercises, you know, because we are trained in our mind using our inner core and, and we know how to stand on one leg or we, you know, we can do a tree posture or, you know, 
it, it, it's just that we're trained that way. So we have a little bit more of an advantage because we, we do yoga. So it, yeah, it helps. First, our I wish right. more people did, you know, it, I watch a lot of yoga. My wife does yoga every day and I can watch <laughs> yoga for hours and I never get tired. And I, I, I have no problem watching yoga. And for those of you that follow on the vertigo, I did not, I am not a yoga teacher because I had over 15 comments. Adrian posted a picture of her coming back nice. and yoga oh. again, but it didn't say it was from Adrian. So everybody was assuming that I had started teaching yoga all of a sudden. So I had all these, when in the hell did you start teaching yoga? I didn't even awesome. know you were a yoga teacher. And I have to keep telling people that that's Adrian. So there we go. Adrian, when you post something like that, just put your name there. Say, hey, this is No, Adrian. no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you want my phone to blow up with everybody thinking I'm a, I'm a okay. yoga teacher. Okay. Her yes. name is, her name is on it. Her name is I on do. it in fine print. So. In Truth, truth time. I do remember now you saying that it brought back a memory came out of the fog of um, when we were at the after party from uh -oh. the golf tournament and Steve was doing a virtual. He was trying to do, he was doing a tree pose. He was trying to do his warrior. Yeah, that's right. Here's, yeah. here's downward oh. bird. Here's <laughs> downward bird. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you guys, you guys, you guys. All right. But yeah, so you were right. doing a tree pose and you did okay. Oh, I know them all. I know I've done them all, but I do them once. And that's it. I've done the tree pose once, maybe twice if I did it at the golf tournament. I've done downward dog. I've done, I, I actually do kind of like, I like doing the cobra because it stretches oh. my back out. But then <laughs> I like to roll over doing your my cobra, back. keep your what? elbows in. What's this yep. show rated? Well, not this, this. This is rated R. So we can, we can, I don't know. <laughs> Keep it's your over. cobra to yourself. Not going, not going there. Lisa, you're probably one of the most cheerful people I know that have MD. And <laughs> since I've started on the vertigo, I have either spoken directly with or instant messaged tons and tons and tons of people. And uh, you or like the person that is the happiest out of anybody I know, even including oh, Adrian, you, know, Adrian nice. you are just very cheerful. You have a very cheerful spirit about you. So my question now is how often do you fake that in public to just not have Whoa. to tell people? Here we go. No, that's a very interesting question. Um, I'll hmm. start with my answer all the time. I tell Ooh. people I'm good all the time. Hey, I'm fine. And I'm not. But I do it because I don't want to deal with having to explain it. So like what's your since you're naturally cheerful, does that make it easier for you to fake having a really bad day if you have to fake it? And do you fake it? Maybe you don't. I'm hmm. That is a really interesting question. And I don't want to answer too quickly. Um, don't incriminate yourself. What? <laughs> don't incriminate yourself. This show. No, not I won't. It. But I will say that I am <laughs> because of some things that have happened in my life over the last three years, and Meniere's disease being one of them. Um, I am not the person. I am not the same as I was three years ago. I'm a different person. Um, but I think with me, it's a little bit of a choice. I, um, I am single. I live alone. Um, and so when I first found out I had Meniere's and I'm going through and I'm reading what people are saying, I'm like, my life is over. How am I going to work? How am I going to drive? When is this all going to happen? When am I going to lose my driver's license? And I've got, I remember looking over, I've got my coffee table is iron and slate. And I'm looking at that thing going, well, that just looks like a death trap. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get dizzy. I'm going to fall on it. They won't find me for days. You know, the cattle eat my eyes, you know, all the things. Um, so I was, 
really scared. And I sat in my chair in the corner where I usually do a lot of my journaling and stuff like that. And I cried and cried and wailed and cried and carried on for a long time. And finally I went, okay, okay. Is this going to make me any better? No, it's not. So, and, and I have a name for this now. But I'm not any different than I was yesterday and the day before that. I just have a name for it. So, yeah, these things could happen, but maybe they won't. So I'm just going to keep doing what I've done until I can't. And I discovered over the last year or so that exercise for me makes a huge difference, um, not only with my frame of mind, but also I think it really helps keep my symptoms kind of. Yeah. at bay um not all the time but you know sometimes if i'm a little i'll go out for a walk <laughs> i probably look like a drunk woman sometimes and just yeah. sometimes and and sometimes it'll it'll go away but i think it's really a choice it's re- whoa what just happened wow wow i thought my hit of acid just kicked yeah. in there i know talking what about is woodstock what is going wow. on here Lisa's screen just went to purple and it looks like she's at a deadhead concert. Yay. Wow. Okay. That's very strange. Let's see what's <laughs> going on here. Well, you're back, but you're purple. That's not so bad. I know. No, that's all right. Let me, let me turn off my camera and turn back. Hey, on. Steve, our Meniere symptoms are kicking in. <laughs> I, think so. I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me there for a second. Those are 1970s. I see it too. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, and continuing with this rather distracting, but um, continuing what I was saying, I don't even know how to address this issue. <laughs> I don't even know where to go to find it on my screen. Her purple, her purpleness. You have a, I know. your background going on. It went to Bar- Barney the dinosaur mode. I don't know. That's it. Hey, that's kids. Kind of- um let me see <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all i think it's kind of cool yeah brings back, right. memory for me. <laughs> back memory that's right. i wonder what's going on my battery on my computer isn't dying so <clears throat> i got nothing you guys is i it don't a, know is it a zoom background let me do that i just had a blur we can that roll with the purple. All it's had. all good. I'm all good with that. Yeah, you look great now. You just purple. That's girl. really strange. <laughs> I love it. To the audio, Lisa's entire. Her oh entire, my gosh! Okay, it's a purple, so it's where a purple was I? Brain where was I before? Hey I man, so... he fits right in with this show, man. This is great. <laughs> wow, crazy. Okay. You were talking um, about how you stay cheerful. Okay. Yeah. I think it's really a choice. And I think, um, you know, I'm not cheerful all the time. I'm not. Um, and I think the circle I have around me for the most part, um, I can be pretty honest with them. Yeah. Um, I think, and, and I wrote a blog about an experience I had before the end of the year where I had um, bowed out of a Christmas party. And then the, it was a book club that met monthly. And so the next month or whatever, I was like, Hey, when's book club? I haven't gotten anything. And one of the people said, well, you flake out all the time. And I'm like, excuse me. And I'm like, you know what? And I wrote about in my blog, you know, if, people don't believe you and people think you're a flake. Um, they're not your people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's, that's so, true. It's, it's, yeah. I, a lot of people just don't even ask me to do anything anymore. Cause they're, I'm so un. um, what's the word? I'm reliable. Un- there you go. Unreliable. Thank you, Dave. And, uh, and I do yeah. feel unreliable sometimes and I'm very careful about, um, how much I share with coworkers now my co my my boss and my general manager and all those guys super super supportive um the day i was sent away in the ambulance my boss my immediate supervisor the general sales manager 
followed in his car and he stayed at the hospital until my son came. So, um, and you know, he's my boss, but if he knows that I'm not feeling well, he'll say, I don't care. I don't care about work. I don't care what you have to do feel better. So, um, that's good. good. And I have clients that know, and I had an attack. I had a vertigo attack. The real, the real deal, the big kahuna in the middle of a client meeting a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. And I, but I said, we've talked about that attack before. Yes, it was great. Yay. (laughs) And shout out to Ronald McDonald house of Northeast Indiana for being so awesome and patient and understanding with me that day. Um, and I'm so glad that they have like little rooms where I could go lay down and have my own bathroom because I was there for about three and a half hours. <laughs> but I joked about I was glad I wasn't at like A1 Automotive or somewhere, you know, where, <laughs> which is also another one of my clients and I love Bill and everything, but I wouldn't have wanted to be in their bathroom probably for three hours. Yeah. No, no. We do a game on, uh, on the Verta show and this is Adrian's brainchild and we love it and it's a very short game but we call it say it sultry so (laughs) and explain the game to lisa and then let's see what happens say it purple (laughs) okay so um i guess this came around about when i'd had my anniversary in june and just came to me and i said you know let me make say some things and have these boys idiot you know these guys here say have these sayings and and say it's sultry so you are going to i'm going to give you a saying i'm a little worried (laughs) Uh, don't worry nothing to worry about so i'm going to give you a saying and you are going to repeat it in your most sultry voice I saw that eye roll. Okay, here you go. Now you're going to say this to Steve and to Dave. Okay, you ready? Okay. You're going to say, hey, boys, come up and see me sometime. That's it? I thought you were going to give me something. <laughs> it might get worse. Don't worry. But I'm purple right now. That is so free voice. <laughs> sultry, sexy voice. Hey, boys, coming up and see me sometime. Okay. Okay. And the character. What is my motivation? You're channeling Stevie Nicks right now with all that purple, I think. Am I? That's funny you should bring her up because she is my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's right. My favorite. You or she, I saw the pictures on Facebook the other day. Yes. Yeah, she is Nicks. my girl. She all is right, my channel, girl. Channel May West. Hey, boys, come up and see me sometime. And I um, mean, make it so. I don't know girl. if I can do May West. Or think of Chachi <laughs> from Happy Days. Oh, yeah, that, that'll that help. was random. Okay. All right. All right. I got to put my hands on my hips. Hey boys, coming up and see me sometime. Oh, Stevie would be proud. Yes, well done. Yes, yes, well done. It's my theater girl coming out. Yes. Oh, it's girl, my theater girl great. coming out. Okay. <laughs> Got one more for you. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm gonna get me some of that. Oh, I say that all the time. And now I'm happening. Should I say it? In a sultry voice. saying it to the wrong people. I don't know. When you just say it to your girlfriends around the table, it has no. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. I got you. Say it to Woodstock. Oh, no. That's going to mess me all up. Can I pull up a picture or something on my phone? <laughs> no. Um, it's not what I sent you. <laughs> okay, he's going downstairs. You just Woodstock. Okay, yes, yeah, it's not for the kids, Woodstock. All right. Hey, baby, you know I'm going to get me some of that. Flippy one, flippy two, spinny, spinny, spinny to the gods, kapow! Nailed it. Yes. All I'm I purple right now. I you, Adrian, but I think that was probably one of the best say it sultries we've ever had. <laughs> I, believe yeah. so. I believe it was. Yeah. Oh. 
Happy's a close second, but that 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 was top notch. That was really good, Lisa. Thank you. Top Thank notch. you. Now to our last little part. Dave's gonna do the get to know you questions. So okay. All right. We're gonna do get to know you, and all three of you get to answer. We'll start with Lisa, we'll go to Adrian, and we'll mop it up with Steve because we never know what he's gonna <laughs> say. You never know what's mop gonna come out of that up. guy's mouth. <laughs> I'll mop it up. All right, here we go. The first one. Did you ever skip school? And if so, what did you do instead? Oh, heck yes. And oh, we yeah. went, it was a very elaborate plan. I called in for myself as my mother. Nice. I said, Hi. <laughs> Hi, this is Marie Thompson. Elise is not going to be in today. She's not feeling well. So we left school. We were already there. We left school, walked up the street, caught the city bus, went to the mall and went shopping. Okay. And make sure we were home at the same time our school bus would have dropped us off. Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Adrian, I know you probably never went to school, but did you ever skip it? <laughs> she skipped school and went to see the dead. She went to a soccer. It was like uh, graduated with honors in school. <laughs> I want you to know. She went to a um, but yes. I did too. And I didn't know what the little asterisks and the symbols were next to my name. And I was like, you guys, you guys, what, what does this mean? I, I had, an, I had an asterisk in my, in my graduation program, and it said, this guy's an idiot at the bottom. <laughs> He's getting a fake diploma. His envelope is empty. That's what I was kind of afraid of. Anyway, continue, Adrian. I'm sorry. No, I say, um, I mean, I'd go check in and get marked as present, and then you know, depending on what crowd I was hanging with that day, whether it be the preppies or the stoners or the, you know, we'd either go out and smoke weed and hot wire Volkswagens and drive those around or, you know, go hang out at somebody's house where the parents weren't home or absolutely. Who did again, again, for any police officers that might be watching, statutes of limitations applies there, I think. Boy, and does it. In my case, it's like several times over. Yeah. About 50 years ago, so that's <laughs> way past the statute of limitations. Exactly. <laughs> I love what you, Adrian. Your... That's hilarious. I have a right to say whatever the fuck I want to. Come get There me. we go. There we go. Take my ass. Go ahead. Yeah. Steve, what do you get? What's your answer? <laughs> yeah, one day... Uh, one day, me and you skipped school, Dave, and we went to, we wanted to all hang out. I don't remember what we were doing, but we went to my, our youngest brother, Brian's school, and we went into the principal's office and said our mom just got in a huge accident and got rushed to the hospital and that Brian has to come with us right now. Do you remember doing that, Dave, with me? I do not. I don't know if that was me or not, but I'll take it. It was you, and then me and you and Brian went off and did something. We probably just went home and played video games or something, but I remember we would sign Brian out by saying our mom was like in the hospital or something like that. So That's we'd awesome. I did that with Brian a few times. So, But yeah, I skipped every once in a while and just went to McDonald's or something. Nothing fun. I, uh, hot, hot wire and VWs or anything like Adrian. I skipped school. I called it senior year. So that's how that <laughs> went. Um, all right. What is the most dangerous thing you've ever done? Most dangerous thing I've ever done. Started this podcast for me. <laughs> there we go. Um, hmm. I'm going to guess turning purple is not the best answer. You know, it's, it's really distracting, isn't it? Um, <laughs> no, I don't know what is cool. What is <laughs> It looks like you're in a, I have a group candy of friends and we always go, we, I have a group of friends. We always go, what is even happening right now? And this <laughs> definitely qualifies for that. Um, well, the first thing I know I've done things where I've looked back and gone, I can't believe that we did that. And I would never do that again. Um, one of them was, um, going parasailing in the Bahamas um, many years ago. And these guys, you know how they go up and down the beach and they say, hey, you want to come do this? So we, we were like, sure. 
Sounds great. And Mm. they get in this rickety little boat that goes a thousand miles an hour out to this platform. It's just floating out there and parasailed. And the experience itself was really cool. But later I thought, you know, those were two guys in a rickety little boat who'd been smoking weed all day that were dragging me over shark infested water with a great big kite on my back. And I found out that somebody a little after me actually had been drug off the platform and was all tangled up in the bear sail. And the the guys are driving the boat. They don't know, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, and they're dragging this poor guy behind the boat. So that was the first thing that popped into my mind as being somewhat dangerous. Whitewater rafting was another one. Whitewater rafting on the Snake River, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So whitewater rafting, definitely. Adrian, what do you got? Um, well, you know, I've done a lot of dangerous things in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, whitewater rafted down the Sacramento River, um, American River in Sacramento, done that. Um, I will not parasail. Um, only because I watched too many of those videos, what goes wrong. Oh. Um, uh, I did have uh, years ago, a somewhat of a Thelma and Louise moment. Um, you went which, off a cliff in a car. Well, we did go off a cliff, but um, so um, I'm just going to leave that at that. I'll leave that at that. Wow. The law can't find you, Adrian. We'll, we don't tell them where you are. <laughs> All right, Steve. Oh, I don't know. I wrecked a lot of motorcycles. I used to ride motorcycles at about 140 miles an hour down the highway. That's a good call. I remember that. Okay. The last one. Here we go. Make it good. Have you ever dated someone your parents did not like? Oh, heck yes. (laughs) And could it be every, everybody you ever dated is an acceptable answer? No, no, there's, they adored my ex-husband and, um, but yeah, there were definitely, there was one person that I was starting to date that was really, um, I was just all in. And the night I introduced him to my dad, and we were very early on in our, our relationship, um, my dad says to me later in private, he says, be careful with that one. Mm. And I was like, oh, he's great. And, da, da, da. and he goes, I can't put my finger on it, but be careful with that one so he was not a fan from the first time he met him maybe it's because the guy was purple yeah yeah (laughs) but there were there were some in high school too that they were not mm -mm, yeah the high school years are rough and my first fiance they didn't like him either Mm. all right adrian what do you got um Guys, my parents didn't like. Exactly. You know, my dad was gone most of the time, and my mom was always what he don't know don't hurt him. Um, okay. You know, um, not really. I mean, um, they they like my husband, um, my son's daddy passed. Um, unfortunately, my parents never got the chance to meet my current husband, Chris, who which mm. they love, or my granddaughter, them getting mm. started. Mm. Um, um, no, but, um, somebody asked me one time if I'd kissed a girl or if I've ever been with a girl. And I was like, well, yeah, till it was my turn. (laughs) 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 Uh, so no, there was really nobody that my parents ever didn't like. I can name everybody for Steve, but we'll give him a shot first. Yeah, we're we're gonna just not name any names, but yeah, a handful that mom wasn't really thrilled with. So, actually, you would know better than me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, did she actually say anything to you ever? That's what my question would be. Um. Yeah. Did she ever give you a? You need to stay away from that purple one. Yeah, my first marriage. So both my parents were like, "Dumb idea." So, hmm, okay. Right. But when you're 20 years old, you're stupid and you do whatever you want to do. So you don't listen to your parents, but that was mm. a good time. I think we've all been young and dumb at one point. 
Exactly. And I'm just old and dumb now. So, <laughs> all right. That's not I'm old and purple. Well, let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening, you guys. Um, find us on On the Vertigo on Instagram. Find us at Meneers On the Vertigo on Facebook. Go to, go to On the Vertigo for our YouTube channel. Um, you can find this podcast on Podbeam, iHeartRadio, and it will be posted on On the Vertigo for the link. And we'd also like to thank Lisa Thompson for joining us today from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Thank you and for if, having me. And, and if you want we, to know more about Lisa, she does have a blog and it's called My Dizzy Life. And it's really good. She just go. shares, she shares stories about, about what it's like to have Meneers. And her blog is called My Dizzy Life. And all you have to do is Google it and you'll get to her blog. And it's a really good blog. So very heartfelt, thought out. Lisa, well. thank you so much. Great having you on. Thank Namaste. you. It was a lot of fun. Om Shanti. <laughs> Namaste. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to get to know you guys over the last few months. And, um, you know, hope to see you guys in person again sometime soon. Yeah, for sure. Why don't you send us off, Lisa? You know how to do it. Peace out. Oh, yeah. And I'm purple. Peace out. Thank you.